Hey, how's it going, everybody? Before I get started today, I just wanted to take a minute and let you know where you can find me on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at LoganFitch12 or Facebook at LoganFitch. For the podcast, you can follow me on Spotify. You can subscribe on Apple. And while you're there, go ahead and give me a rate and review. I'm also available on Anchor, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Overcast, and Breaker. So how are you, man? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. So just uh, take a minute and tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, my name is Andrew Vogler. You know, I, I grew up my whole life in Martin County. Um, I, I started wrestling my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Um, I basically had to recruit myself to even get to Midway. Um, but, you know, once I got here, I kind of just fell in love with, you know, college wrestling, the grind, and, you know, that that's still where I am today. And, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I didn't realize that you you started pretty late. Um, would you have you talked around on your team and like um, about when all your teammates started? Did they start really early, late? Uh, mix? Um, most of them, you know, they wrestled their whole life. It's just you know when I started, I was basically like a sponge. It's like every ounce of knowledge I could get about wrestling, I kind of you know soaked in and kind of tuned it up to work for me yeah it's really cool so uh real quick just like take us through the life of, of a college wrestler and, and athlete you know because it's a lot different i would say oh yeah it's it's extremely different especially now with covid like last year you know the wrestling room was unlocked from i think 6 a.m all the way to 10 p.m every single day of the week so I always went in and got extra work on my own time. But this year, you know, they couldn't do that. We had to go through COVID screenings every single day. Um, they had to check our temperature before we went in. And, you know, they kind of have to keep the wrestling room locked. Like, obviously, if someone's real heavy on weight, you know, you got to message one of the coaches and they'll let you in. But they have to write down when you go in and when you leave normally. Mm-hmm. So it's um it's extremely different this year uh, compared to last year. But you know, last year was kind of like a learning year for me. You know, I kind of got hurt anyway. It was on a uh, I got put on a medical red shirt, and this year, you know, it was a COVID year, so everybody was pretty much competing under a red shirt. Mm-hmm. So I I still actually have four more years of eligibility wow. even after this season. So you've not really got a full experience of the whole college wrestling, college athlete. I mean, most of it, I'm sure, but uh, as for Well, sport, I mean, I mean uh, sorry to cut you off, you but, go. like, yeah, the, this season, you know, I mean, I was the starter at, you know, 125 pounds on our team. Um, so, I, you know, I got to experience that. It's just we didn't get, get to go to as many tournaments. You know, last year I think they went to five actual tournaments. Mm-hmm. And um, how our coach determines who starts and who doesn't normally is – it's um we go to open tournaments so like if we have someone that's academically ineligible they can wrestle unattached which means you got to wear your own singlet you know our coaches can't coach you our coaches can't record you you can't eat the food he buys us and you got to drive yourself and you also got to pay to enter the tournament yourself but you know whoever goes to the open tournaments and wrestles the best 
you know, normally that's who the starter is because our coach doesn't want to want to use a wrestling doll or wrestle offs because some people adjust better than other mm -hmm. others. Um, so some people could be like, you know, I'm really used to how this guy wrestles. I know exactly how to beat him. And then you beat him in a wrestle off, but that other wrestler could be, you know, a lot better than you. So he determines opens to like see who even starts. But this year we only went to two tournaments compared to five, which is what they normally go to. Mm -hmm. And our teams had to be split up into two separate groups because we got a smaller wrestling room. So the lightweights would be like from 125 all the way to 149. Uh, they'd wrestle together. And then the heavier guys, you know, 157 and up would wrestle together. Okay. So the first open, he took everybody that was 157 and up to the first tournament. And then he told a couple of guys, which is like me, my friend Brent Hudgens, um, and just people that he knew could go to that tournament you know to go unattached which you know that that tournament was weird because we had a couple people last second not be able to go in the heavier group so we actually got to wrestle attached we didn't have to pay our own way in okay. but we still had to drive ourselves because they're trying to keep the group separate um so I, I wrestled in both tournaments but most most people on the team only got to wrestle in one you know up until conferences and as far as competition goes for the rest of the year we just wrestle in duels and most people would only get to wrestle one match a week and sometimes two. It depends if there's multiple teams there or not. And okay. if there's, you know, if that team had someone in, you know, uh, the person's weight class. So when you say duels, what do you mean by that? Um, duels is team versus team. So, okay. like, it'd be like Midway University versus University Cumberlands. We just okay. bring our teams, you know, each weight class would wrestle, and then you determine the winner from there. Which that's... You know, whereas Sorry, that's Whereas, just not common in oh, like sorry. high school where like you probably only wrestle tournaments during during high school, right? Like it was not team versus team. Uh, we normally only wrestled high school, but like state duels and stuff like that, we had to go through a couple of dual tournaments. Like we had sectional duels, but multiple teams would go there instead of just one team. Mm -hmm. Like in high school, I cut a lot of weight, so if my coach was like, "Hey, I know you're cutting for one thirty, but we're you know you're gonna have probably one match this weekend." So I need you to make 115, which is why I wrestled at my senior year. Like, if my coach told me that my senior year, I'd be like, look, dude, no, not for one match. Like, yeah. I'm cutting a lot of weight. This weight cut's killing me. You know, no, I'm not. Yeah. Um, so what's that like, but, cutting weight? Uh, I've never wrestled, and I've never had to cut weight. What, that It has to just take, a, like, a horrible toll on your body. Oh, yeah. And high school is – it's more difficult in high school to cut weight than college because, you know, in college, like me, every day this semester, I'm done by 12 o'clock for classes. Mm -hmm. So I have a whole lot of downtime where, I, where if I need to, you know, lose extra weight and stuff, I can go get extra workouts in. I control my own diet and stuff like that. Whereas in high school, you know, they don't really give you the healthiest food ever at the cafeteria. Yeah. You're in class eight hours a day. So like, you know, in high school, Thursdays and Fridays, I would not eat anything. And I would eat, you know, before then, I would just eat one pack of peanuts a day, which was the worst thing ever. Um, I literally hated life mm -hmm. my senior year when I was cutting down to 113. Um, so, like, cutting weight, it, it's hard, but you get used to it after a while. People don't realize what all goes into it. Like, they just see that, you know, oh, wrestlers starve themselves, but they don't understand when someone's cutting weight, they show up to practice in a 90-degree wrestling room wearing, you know, sweat. Sometimes it's like two, three layers of clothes. Mm -hmm. 
and they're just trying to get as big of a sweat in as possible. And they don't, nobody really understands how drained you feel when that goes on. It's, I, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, try to sugarcoat it. it. It just sucks. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. it, it sucks. But in high school, what got me through it is, you know, I, I knew, even though wrestling is like one on one, you're still part of a team. Mm-hmm. So I was always like, my coaches are counting on me. My teammates are counting on me. I got to get down to weight. Yeah. Because, you know, you know, my senior year, I was a leader of the team and I chose to always lead by example. And obviously, if someone was, you know, showing up late to practice or something, I'd take care of them then too. Yeah. Um, but I always tried to lead by example. So I'd always try and manage my weight really well and stuff like that. It's just very difficult in high yeah. school. Um, in college, it, it's difficult too, but not as difficult. Like I showed up. At the start of this this year, I showed up weighing 145, and my coach sent me down. He's like, you know, what weight do you plan on going to? And I was like, you know, I'm going to go 125. I have unfinished business at that weight class. This year before, I only wrestled two matches, and I went 0-2 and then got hurt. Okay. So, you know, and then on out, I, I would drink like a gallon of water a day. I would eat, you know, healthy foods or mostly healthy foods because the cafeteria here at Midway, they don't give you – the best food choices ever right. either. Yeah. Um, but you, you at least sort of have a choice in that and you can go, you can go get food if you're like, well, this stuff isn't healthy or sometimes you could even skip meals, which is what I normally did at first. Um, so I got my walking around weight from 145 all the way down to like 132. So I was only having to cut seven pounds mm-hmm. to 125. And that was, it's a pretty easy cut until the end of the season. What is your what does your diet look like when you're trying to cut? Um, well, I pack normally, of peanuts, but <laughs> well, it, yeah, in high school it was you know just a pack of peanuts. I would barely drink water. Um, Thursdays and Fridays I would not eat or drink anything, even at practice. Like it didn't matter how thirsty I got. I knew like if I did, it was gonna mess up the whole weight descent. Mm-hmm. Um, but in college, you know they. Normally, they'll make, like, grilled chicken every day in the cafeteria, so I'll eat some of that, um, and I'll eat just two meals a day, and it's small meals, and I, I normally try and drink a decent amount of water, because mm-hmm. um, a little trick that I was told by, by coaches and even teammates is, if you drink, like, one, two glasses of water right before you eat, you're going to be less hungry, yeah. so you're going to eat less, mm-hmm. and then over time, that's going to cause your stomach to shrink, your appetite's going to go down, you're not going to be as hungry as often anyway. So it's just that. like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, at first it's hard to get used to that because over the summer, you know, I, I kind of came back here and I kind of had like love handles and stuff. I looked at myself like someone that was fat, um, even though everybody in my family told me I wasn't. You know, I didn't, I didn't really believe them because, mm. um, you know, I, I had love handles and stuff. But that, that went away real quick once wrestling started back and I got on that little routine. Mm-hmm. It's mainly uh, right now. I just focus, or when I was cutting weight, I would focus on the food portion I'd eat, and I'd always, I constantly would check my weight. Yeah. So I would, I would weigh myself, go eat, come back, weigh myself. If I didn't like my weight, I'd throw in a sauna suit. Oh uh, wait, I can't say that because you know sauna suits are illegal. Are they? Um, but I would, yeah, sauna suits are illegal, but it's like an unspoken rule where like, you know, they're not gonna jump onto you unless they catch you and if okay. they catch you they're just gonna be like hey take that off like you can't uh, use plastic slap on the wrist yeah yeah um but normally yeah I, w- I would actually do that and then i'd go run about a mile 
and I'd come back and sweat off about half a pound, a pound. It just depends on how hot it was outside, mm. you know, stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. So what's your, uh, what's your workout plan? Um, does it change off season versus during season? Yeah. So like when we got here, um, is like late August, we started wrestling. We started our, uh, preseason program, which was, we would run, I think on Tuesdays at three 30 and then Fridays at 6am. And 6am runs just suck anyway. I, <laughs> I got short and stubby. I got short and stubby legs. So, you know, I, I hate running anyway. And he'd always have us run around campus and there's this one part you get to a hill and everybody on the team just hated that hill. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's 6am. So the whole time you're running, you're just thinking, man, I could be in bed right yeah. now. I could, yeah, I could just be in bed right now is basically what's going through everybody's head. Um, and, you know, it, preseason, he would have us do runs. We would wrestle like three, four times a week. And he would, uh, I remember one run, he had us carry a center block from the start of the wrestling room. We ran out of the entrance midway all the way around the soccer field and then up this hill that was like a real steep set of stairs. Mm-hmm. And, I, and my partner, he wasn't very strong, so I carried that center block probably 70% of the time, and that was like one of my least favorite runs we went on. Yeah, I couldn't imagine that. Yeah. I, yeah. Maybe that's, you know, I'm, uh, I've been personal training. Maybe I should try that. I just want to give him a center block and make him run up the stairs at the community center. Yeah, that'll be tough. Um, <laughs> which, which you know, having that partner help because mm-hmm. once it got hard, I'd hand it to him, and once it got hard for him, I'd take it and go. Okay, yeah. Um, but once uh, the season started, you know, we went from running twice a week to wrestling uh, five days a week, and we would lift two days a week. So he'd have us do you know six a.m. lifts, and normally we'd do a twenty minute run with our lifts, or we would do sprints, and then we'd lift after. Okay just to, you know, help open the lungs up and just make sure we're all stayed in shape and we're not losing too much muscle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, uh, when you when you look at a, when you think about a bodybuilder or bodybuilding, they give themselves cheat days. I'm sure wrestlers oh, yeah. do not get cheat days. Is that correct? Um, or they it might depends on the wrestler because, okay, in high school, you know, I would go wrestle at tournaments Saturday. You know, I'd be gone all day Saturday. I'd get back Sunday, and I would just pig out, eat whatever okay. I wanted. Okay. It, it's sort of it's sort of like that in college too, except from where our coach told us like, "Hey, drink a drink water before you eat." You know, our stomach is ours shrunk, so like we don't even necessarily get a cheat day. Because yeah. in high school, I would I would down like three McChickens, three <laughs> four McChickens easily. I could barely eat one in college right now without you know getting stuffed. Yeah. So, yeah. so you know, it, it, it's very hard to have a cheat day now. And plus, if you do, you come in real heavy in our coach. Like, he keeps track of our weight. and He has everybody on, on a, like, little weight descent mm-hmm. to where, like, Monday you'd have to come in at least 10 pounds overweight. The next day he'd want you to leave practice at at least eight over. And then it would just go lower and lower each week. But I probably managed my weight better than – almost anybody on the team. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't manage my weight the best because we had a guy on the team who was on an all-vegetable diet. So he <laughs> wrestled Lord. 174 and probably walked around at like 170. 
Wow. So like his his weight, yeah, he was always underweight, and I was kind of jealous of that. <laughs> but as far as everybody that cut weight, I probably managed my weight the best because I was real obsessive about it. Okay. So um, what weight class did you say you usually wrestle at? Um, 125. 125. Next year I'm probably going to move up, though. My coach, he kind of told me as soon as the season ended, he was like, you know, it's bulking season. You're on a lifting program. I want you to eat anything and everything in sight. Mm-hmm. And then he said something like, I want you to get up to 160, be ripped, and then cut back down to 133. Oh, my God. Which, uh, that sounds horrible. Yeah. I, oh, I'm probably not going to do that. I, I told him, I was like, Coach, I don't know why you hate me, but like, <laughs> that's good. I was like, that's going to kill me. And he started laughing. He's just like, no, get on an all vegetable diet. Nah, I always try to explain to him, like, I, I'm not doing that. I like steak. I like chicken. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to stop eating that. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you at all. Um, so like, it you for someone, what weight class would you like? What's okay? So I, I don't know how to a- ask this question. I'm not I'm not familiar with wrestling at all. The weight classes you want to the way that you wrestle, the way that your body type is, you want to be at a certain weight class, right? Yeah. So. You what weight class is is one twenty five a good weight class for you or would you think you would be more successful more comfortable at a higher weight class at a lower weight class? Um, it so before every season starts, every wrestler has to do weight certifications, and that's basically where they check your BMI, they give you a hydration test. If you fill the hydration test, and they're not going to check your BMI, they're going to tell you go home, you know, come back another day. But if you pass the hydration test, they you know check your body fat percentage, and then they determine what's the lowest weight you could drop while staying healthy. Okay. So 125 this year is actually a good weight for me. You know, I felt strong. Nobody was stronger than me. Not many people had a better gas tank than me either, Mm -hmm. you know. um, So I felt good at it. Next year, you know, I probably won't go 125 unless your team absolutely needs one. Um, But still, that's going to determine you know, that's all going to be determined by weight certifications before mm-hmm. the season. Because if I can't even start for 20, 125, I'm not going to be able to go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Earlier you mentioned you were a starter for 125. Uh, how many, like, yeah. backups are there or substitutions or whatever they're called? Uh, so starting out, I think we had three people that was supposed to be in a weight class. Um, and then one of them, he was in National Guard, he actually got shipped out to protect you know joe biden when he got in office and stuff mm-hmm. and he was gone for a while and he's ineligible anyway the dude's like he's my teammate i like him but the dude's like 26 this is probably like his fourth senior year i kind of make fun of him <laughs> over that a lot um which i don't think he's gonna start over me anyway uh just because him and him and i would go back and forth in practice but normally you know i'd come out on top mm-hmm. and the other kid he was a he was a freshman from Indiana. And he was good. It's just he never went to class, so he kind of ne- the second semester he was academically ineligible because mm-hmm. he was kind of trying to live the college life a little too well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's out doing college boy stuff. I'm not I'm not gonna say exactly what he's doing because I don't want to get him in trouble. <laughs> yeah, but this you is know, public. <laughs> he, yeah, he he was doing college boy stuff, and yeah. There's Dalen. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, he was doing college boy stuff and was academically ineligible due to that. So, second semester, I was the only 125 we had. Okay. 
which I kind of earned the spot anyway because I had the most wins out of everybody in the weight class, mm-hmm. you know, before we even went on break. Sorry if Dalen was uh, too loud. Oh, no, you're good. But, yeah, we only had three in that weight class. Okay. Is that pretty common for the other weight classes uh, around that? So it sounds like you guys yeah. basically have to compete to be the starter. Um, I mean, it, I mean, it depends because, sport, I guess. Um, in in the NAI, it's kind of different than the NCAA. So like, our the best wrestler we had on the team is probably our one fifty seven. He was ranked like number three in the nation at one point. Okay. And Dalen and Dalen, you know, he had a really solid year. So coach sent. Kevin, who's the best on the team, and Dalen both to conferences. And conferences is like, you know, the regional tournament of high school. Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta get to, you know, place at a certain place in your weight class and then you qualify for nationals. So the NAI, you can actually send two in a weight class to nationals. It just depends on how good the wrestlers are in that way and you know how good the rest of the team is. Okay. Oh, uh so how many how many schools do you typically compete with in a year? Well, like in duels or like at just like throughout the season. It it just depends on the amount of tournaments we go to. Okay, normally because you know last year they probably competed against. Gosh, probably somewhere in in the fifties, maybe even wow. more in the. Yeah, maybe more than that because when you go to tournaments, there's a lot of different schools there, and you know, different people on our team in different weight classes goes against other wrestlers mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Um, this year, as far as you know, schools and stuff that we competed against, I'd probably say like in the twenties, okay. maybe. Um, which it, everything was different. Like our our conference is known as like the big tens of the NAI, which okay. means it, it's considered to be like one of the toughest conferences. You know, we have life university who they actually won nationals this year as a team. We have Lindsay Wilson, who's always ranked in the top five Southeastern and they always have multiple all Americans Bruton Parker. And they had, uh, their, their one twenty five was actually in the national finals this year. And, you know, we have University of Cumberland's. Their wrestling team is really, really good. Cumberland, Tennessee, their team's pretty good as well. And Campbellsville. And then us. And there's a couple other schools, but they're not as competitive mm-hmm. as, you know, these other schools. That Those are all, like, the top dogs pretty much mm-hmm. in our conference. Okay. And our conference actually got split in half where, like, all the Kentucky schools and Tennessee schools all had to wrestle – each other in a tournament, and then all the Florida schools and Georgia schools had to wrestle. Okay. Uh, and is it is are your is yours D one D two D three NAI which one? Uh, NAIA. Is there? But it isn't NAI divided up into. Isn't there like three divisions or something like that? Kind of like the NCAA, or is it all one? It, it's all one. Oh, okay. Okay, my bad. Um. Okay, so earlier on, you were talking about how you started fairly late for a wrestler. Yeah. Um, and you recruited yourself. Is that what you said, correct? Yeah. So what was that like? What What was that process like? So 
my senior year, I had this huge goal to, you know, place at the state tournament. And in at Christmas time, I don't know if you ever heard about, like, all the drama that happened with my dad my senior year. But I actually had to, like, put him behind bars that year. Oh. Um, yeah, like, I – he was – he had a meth lab in our house. He was on heroin real bad. And one day, like, I came home. He was – like, right before I left that day, he was in the bathtub. And he was acting off. And I was like, all right, this is weird. Mm -hmm. But I went out, hung out with my friend, got back at like 10, 11 o'clock that night. And he was passed out in the bathtub. And, you know, then I knew I was like, he's, you know, bad off on heroin and meth. He has a meth lab in the house. He's pawned off everything we own. So I kind of. Oh, my God. I Yeah, I was like, I have to do something or else I'm going to see him go away in a casket. So, yeah. you know, not long after I went to the sheriff's department, I told him everything. And I even I even tried sitting my dad down. I was like, you know, listen, we have nothing. We have no food in the house. You know, at, there's parents picking me up. They're driving clear up Wolf Creek to pick me up and take me to and from practice. It was like, I can't stand feeling like this. I can't stand living like this. Like, either you get help and become a man of the house and actually start paying bills or else I'm getting you help. I was like, there's, there's no way you're getting out of this. He was like, no, man, just trust me. Money's about to start coming in. And I was like, like, you know, you just pawned off your car um, and, you know, you pawned off everything we own. You sell food stamps every month. It was like, I'm not going to trust you. Wow. So I went went to the sheriff's department and, you know, that that was like the hardest thing I did. And it kind of put mm -hmm. me in a really bad place to the point where I didn't want to wrestle anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I had to move in with my cousin, Branson Smith. Mm -hmm. And I literally, I was so like, I was in such a bad place. I tried to go to bed at 7.30 every single night and he would drag me out of bed and make me go do something to get yeah. my mind off, you know, all the pain and sorrow that had gone through my head, which got me through it. And at the end of the season, I actually, you know, wanted to wrestle again, but mm -hmm. it, was, it was too late. I, I got progressively worse, it felt like, as the season went on. So, you know, state tournament comes around, I end up falling short. And I always thought you had to place it stay in order to be able to go to college. So I thought I, I was like, you know, I'm done. Yeah. There's there's nothing I can do. And then I won the Dietrich scholarship, mm -hmm. which, you know, it's twelve thousand dollars a year, six thousand a semester, and it basically paid for all my school. And I had a full ride to Moorhead. Mm -hmm. But over the summer I was watching the same videos over and over of the same wrestling matches and I was just depressed and I missed the sport and I didn't want to be done yet. Mm -hmm. And I remembered um, looking at Midway as the school I really wanted to go to. And I looked up their coach's phone number. Um, and uh, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm just going to call him, talk to him, see what he has to say. He's probably not going to let me on the team. He's probably just going to be like, you know, you didn't play state, whatever. I don't think we could use you. Mm -hmm. Or at least that's how I thought it was going to go. Yeah. But when I called him, I told him about the outside scholarship. I actually – made a commitment to him on the phone. Then I told him like, if you give me a chance, nobody's going to outwork me in the room. I don't care how good or bad I do. I'm never going to give up in a match and nobody's going to work harder than me. Cause I, I want to be great. Yeah. And if you give me a chance, then, you know, I want to, I want to show you that you're, you know, given a chance for the right person. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, okay. Uh, he was like, oh, like okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, we have two spots left on the team. Um, you know, so you're on the team, just come Friday, look at campus, you got to sign your commitment letter and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, okay. So I went that Friday, I called off work because I was working at, at a warehouse over the summer, mm -hmm. but I called off work, went, 
and called Moorhead that day with Drew uh, from Moorhead, uh, signed to Midway, and you know made my schedule then set up who I was going to room with and everything else that day. So it all it all like you know even though I kind of signed up to Midway late because it was like June mm-hmm. when that happened, um, you know it all happened really really fast. Yeah, and. My first year coming here, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I got my butt kicked every single day. We had two people at 125 named uh, Javar and Mikey, and they're both really, really good. And they would just beat the dog out of me every day. <laughs> and then the best wrestler on the team, his name was Brent Newcomer. He was our 133-pounder that year. He would get bored and grab a hold of me too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that – even though I got my butt whooped every day and it, it kind of, it sucked. I'm going to be honest. Um, it, it was hard. I still went in every single day and I'd get at least two workouts in a day. Yeah. Most of the time I'd get three workouts in a day because I really wanted to be good. And I wanted to show everybody like, sorry, my bad. Oh no, you're good. But I wanted to show everybody that, you know, coach Brumblow did not make a bad decision with allowing me to come here. And, I didn't even realize I was getting better until this year. Mm-hmm. Um, what what kind of you know? What kind of clicked for you with that? I was beating people that I wasn't supposed to beat, or I was competing with people I wasn't supposed to beat. Um, like at at the start of the year, I got my first college win, and I, I went one and two at our first tournament. Mm-hmm. So I had one win, two losses. And I was like, okay, that's cool. I got my first college win, but I still had a negative record that day, so I didn't really have a good day. And my coach was like, no, you won that match. It's time to start stringing matches together, though. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, you know, right before first semester ended, I was 4-4 four and four on this season. And, you know, I like all the wins I had, I don't even think were close. The closest match I had that I won I think the score was like eight to two or eight to one or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, but every other match, I would either win like ten to two, or I would tech fall or pin the kid. Okay. Now, um, and and how does the a tech fall is like quick. a mercy rule. Yeah. Huh? How does the scoring go? You said not eight to two or ten to two. How does that? How does that work? I didn't honestly um, I didn't realize they were scoring in. Yeah. So like, so like in a match, you know, if someone gets a takedown you know, that's two points. If someone gets up, gets an escape, and breaks contact, and they're on their feet, that's one point. Um, but if I take someone down and I turn them to their back and a referee's counting, he'll be like one, two. Once he gets to two, that's a two count, and that's two points near fall. Okay. And in high school, you know, they count all the way to five. Um, once they get to five in high school, it's three points near fall. In college, when, once they get to five, it's four points near fall. Um, and in college also – there's a, a thing called riding time where if someone's on top of you, they have this clock going. And once they get, once that clock is one minute, that's one point for them because they've rode you for a minute. Okay. So, so in college, there's like a big sense of urgency where if you're on bottom, you're just like, I got to get out. I got to go. Um, so there, there's like a lot of different ways scoring works, but that's the best way to sum it up. Okay. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. It's kind of like uh I mean they do they kind of do scoring like that in in UFC. I've noticed watching some yeah. recent fights. Uh, so I guess it would kind of be the same the same way just That makes sense. 
And so, like, if it's if it's not a pin, I'm guessing there's like a time limit, right? And if you don't get a pin, yeah. they they go based on that score. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, like, there's three periods. Um, okay. The first period in college is three minutes long, and the second and third period are both two minutes long. Um, and then, obviously, if the score is tied, you go to overtime, and if it's still tied after overtime, because overtime is only one minute, and you're on your feet. You go to a thing called rideouts, where you know, one person gets choice for the first series of rideouts, and both the rideouts are 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. So, like, the person could choose bottom. If he gets out, you know, he's up by one point, and then they go to the other 30-second rideout to where the other wrestler gets to choose top, bottom. or Actually, no, it's just top or bottom. Um, and if he gets out and it's tied again, they go to, like, something that's called an ultimate rideout to where if somebody picks bottom and they get up and get out, you know, one point they win the match. Mm-hmm. But if you ride the person out for those 30 seconds, you win the match if you're on top. Wow. Now, do you typically, are you personally, do you pin? Do you, is it kind of even with score or is it mostly pins? What do you think for you? Uh, Like when I, when I go out there, my goal is, Obviously, I want to put up as much points as possible. Uh, I look at it like if I can't pin my opponent, I want to tech fall my opponent. If I can't tech fall my opponent, I want a major decision my opponent. Mm-hmm. And a major decision is where I think, yeah, it's where you win a match for like eight points or more. And then if I, if you know, I know the opponent's really good and I can't get a major decision on them, I want to beat them in any way I can. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's a one, two, three point match, I just I want to go out there and win. Wanna, yeah, but nice. that. That's just one goal I have. The other goal I have when I step out there is I want to break my opponent to the point where he doesn't want to wrestle. Even if he wins, I want him to be able to remember my name and have that respect okay. for me next time he steps out on the mat to where he's like, all right, this guy means business. Yeah, I'm not going to toy around. I'm going to show up ready because if not, he's going to beat me. I love that mentality. That's awesome. I'm here for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, our coach kind of gave us that mentality. You know, he, he lets us know all the time, like, it's wrestling. It's one on one. Literally anything can happen in the sport. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't it doesn't matter what you're down by. Just keep going at your opponent. Yeah. And I've always bought into that because you know I'm a strong believer that the beauty of this sport is it's literally one on one. You can't rely on anyone anyone else mm-hmm. to go out there and win. It's just between you and the effort you put out. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Now, did you play anything else in high school, or did you only wrestle? Um, I played football okay, for seven years, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I started playing football when I was in sixth grade. And when I was a sophomore in high school, Chester McCoy was the head coach of the football team. Mm-hmm. And he talked to a bunch of people on the team. He's like, listen, if you want to get better at football, you need to wrestle. And yeah. I, I told him, I was, like, I was like, you know what? I kind of want to play basketball. And he looked at me. He's like, Vogler, I'm going to be honest. I've seen you play gym ball. You're wrestling. <laughs> and I, I was like, good point. I'm not really good at basketball at all. So I started wrestling, and I instantly fell in love yeah. with it because with wrestling, it's like I'm going against someone the same size as me, whereas in football, I'm going to have to tackle someone that's 6'4", mm-hmm. 250 of all muscle. Yeah. And more than likely, they'll break me in about two or three pieces. <laughs> so that's that's crazy, though, that it was football that you played you know, for years that led you to – what you're still doing oh, yeah. four or five years later, you know, that you've yeah. taken on to the to the next level. So that's awesome um, that you were able to have that kind of step into that. But, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, man, uh, is there anything else that you'd like to share about wrestling? Um, I mean, or you? Uh, that I mean, that's all. If like it called, if anyone that listens to it is wondering, like about the sort of time college athletes have, like college athletes do have a decent amount of free time, but still, like if you want to be good at your sport, you're you can only be good at two or three things in. in in life mm-hmm. as a college student like if you're working a job you have work academics your social life and your sports life mm-hmm. you're gonna have to sacrifice one of those things to be good for me i chose not to get a job so i could focus on my sports mm-hmm. and you know obviously i you know i have a girlfriend she takes up a lot of my time too um and you know my my friends they always you know come in my room randomly and hang out at, as you just saw earlier when Dalen walked in, <laughs> which, which that dude's my roommate, but still, like, normally when he walks in, there's, like, two or three other people on the team that's that follows behind him. You know, I, hey, I know that. That's how it goes. No, I'm no stranger yeah. to that. But that that's really the only thing I have to say about being a college athlete is, you know, you got you to gotta sacrifice something in order to be good at, you know, whatever it is you value the most. Yeah. If you're just If you're just there to have a good time and you're on a college team, you know, and, and you feel that's best for you to focus more on having fun, being with your friends and making money, then, you know, okay, good for you. But for me, I look at it like I have the rest of my life to make money. Wrestling isn't going to be around forever, so I want to be as good as possible yeah. while I'm still able to. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so good. Well, again, thanks, man. Uh for uh, for reaching out to me, that's uh, I've really enjoyed this. I learned a lot about wrestling. I went. I remember uh, when I was probably seven. I went to like this wrestling camp up at the old high school, and uh, that was the only experience that I had for wrestling. So it was. This was really cool. I, I've never really talked to anyone about uh, about the sport, um, especially on that on that next on that higher level. So it's, yeah. Uh, so I've really enjoyed this. Thanks. Uh, I really appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, too.